hey, it's Dave, and you know I'm not a fan of pre-rolls, so the fact that I'm doing one, you know this is important, and it's time-sensitive, because March 21st at 5.30 Eastern, myself and my favorite book guru, Thomas Umstadt Jr., are doing a webinar on book launch secrets. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch, you'll learn more about it. But I just wanted to get this in here because that's right around the corner. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. Today on more podcast money, we're talking crowdfunding. Who could use some more money? Maybe you didn't start your podcast looking to make money, but you hear about others who are making some cash and hey, you'd like to join that club. Well, you're in the right place. I've been podcasting since 2005, and I can tell you what is and is not working. Our website is morepodcastmoney.com, where you can see our blog, join our newsletter, and purchase the book, More Podcast Money. I'm your host, Dave Jackson. Now, who wants to make some more money? Welcome to More Podcast Money, the companion podcast to the book, More Podcast Money. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting. If you missed last week's episode, we were talking sponsorship. This week, we're talking crowdfunding. And of course, if you go out to morepodcastmoney.com slash subscribe, you can subscribe to the show. And the minute a new episode is available, it comes down to your device. And today, we're going to be talking about Patreon. It's really the most popular crowdfunding platform out there. For me, I'll talk about how I use it. They take about 5% of the money that comes in. And with some creators, it actually takes a little closer to 10%. But what it is, is you can set different levels of support, and then with each level, you set rewards. And here's some tips when it comes to creating rewards. So number one, make sure they benefit the patron, not you. I've seen some people, hey, if you donate X amount of money, or if I reach this goal, I'll get a new mixer. Well, does that really benefit the listener? Unless your audio is absolutely horrendous, that's more of a benefit to you. So make sure that the reward is something that benefits the audience. Now, also be careful with physical items such as, hey, if you do this, I will ship you one of these. And then somebody orders one from across the pond, somebody on the other side of the planet. And now it turns out that you got to spend $18 to mail a sticker or something like that. So be careful with that. You can always say, I will send you a sticker inside your country Outside, I will maybe do an autograph and send it to you digitally, things like that. But make sure you still deliver value and that the the fulfillment of one reward, it doesn't damage your original product. So let's say you do a weekly show and you say, if we get to this level, we'll do two shows a week. And then you go, if we get to this level, we'll do three shows a week. Well, the problem is there's still only 24 hours in a day. And if you have things like, I don't know, a spouse and a job and children, the when you add another episode, you are taking something away from the rest of your life. Those things just don't materialize out of thin air. So keep that in mind that your rewards cannot interrupt your current lifestyle. And then some people, uh, what you can do is you might offer more engagement. So something where you do like a private webinar for your members because sometimes that's what people want. They want more of you. So you can set it up that, hey, I'm going to do a live webinar on Wednesday. Come and do that. And then record it and then upload it as a video. Some people actually like to spotlight their community and build that community by having like a fan of the week or a fan of the month or whatever it is. And then there 
often interested your audience into like what makes you you. So any insights into the creative process, so any kind of notes or sketches or demos, I mean, there's a reason I live in Cleveland, Ohio or near Cleveland, Ohio, I'm about an hour south, but there are actual lyrics on napkins in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Some people want to see that kind of stuff. So if you can get a glimpse into how you create your show, they might do that. To kind of bottom line this when it comes to rewards, you want rewards that benefit the audience and don't lead you to burnout. And it's really easy to fall into the trap of, if I can just get 50% of my audience, just 50%, I'll be rich because I have 500 downloads an episode. And if I could get 250 of them to donate $10 a month, that would be $2,500 a month or three, um, uh, be $30,000 a year. Now, the bad news is you're not going to get 50% or 40 or 30 or 20. In some rare instances, you might get 10, but in many cases, you're going to get somewhere between 1% and 3%. So let's say 3%. And the average contribution on Patreon, we'll talk about that in a second right now, is not $10, it's 3 So if you have 15 patrons, that's going to equal $45 a month. And I say this not to pee on your Cheerios or dash your dreams, but more so you don't quit your day job without knowing the facts. Now, there's a cool website called Graftrion. We'll talk about that in a second. It's run by a guy named Tom Baruda. And I was doing some research on this. I found an article on theoutline.com. I'll have links to this out in the show notes at morepodcastmoney.com. And they say that uh, Baruda, Tom's, you know, again, Graftrion's numbers are based on roughly 80% of the creators who publicly share what they earn. Because you can turn that off. You can say, look, don't show people how much I'm earning. And uh, of those creators, only uh, 1,393, better known as 2%, make the equivalent of the federal minimum wage, which is $7.25 an hour or $1,160 a month. That's in October of 2017. Now, that same article, and the article is titled, No One Makes a Living on Patreon, stated in 2016, Patreon boasted that 7,960 users were now making over $100 a month, which I don't know about you. I mean, I'll take $100 a month, but I can't live on that. But uh, it said around that same time, the the company reported that they had 25,000 creators, meaning that only 31% of patrons users were making over a hundred bucks. If you do the math on that. So I decided to look at my own math and I do a show called ask the podcast coach. I wanted to play with Patreon. So I use Patreon over there and it's things like if it's $20 a month, I will say you and your podcast name and your website address in every episode. Uh, If you are $10 a month, I will put you on my website with a link to your website And then if it's, I think, a dollar a month, you get my undying love. And then once a month, I read everybody's name. So last month, I made $254 on Patreon. Uh, They took $11.19, which I want to say, again, is about 5% for me. And that left me with $230.11. So I kind of stepped back and took a look. And I work about 20 hours per month on that show. It's a weekly show. And I spend an easy five hours. I spend three hours in prep. I spend an hour doing it. And then I spend an hour in editing. 
And so that's 20 hours a month. That means if I make $230.11, I make $11.50 per hour, which is higher than the national you know, a minimum wage, which is $7.25. There's only one problem. That's before taxes. So if I set aside 30% for taxes, that means my take-home pay is $161.77 for the month, which means I make basically $8.05. So I am 80 cents more than minimum wage. Now, again, better than a poke in the eye, but I want you to be informed. And, uh, in 2016, there was a private event run by Patreon. They called it Patreon, And they said uh, they had 40 different creators there. And the founder is this musician named Jack Conti. And he stated over and over and over the importance of making great stuff. I'll have a link to the actual presentation in the show notes. But he points out he had spent a ton of time creating a video and this guy goes all out. He spent $10,000 to make a video because he's a musician. And he put it on YouTube. And through the whole YouTube, whatever that thing is, you know, YouTube ads and things like that, he made $200. He spent 10000 He said, I blew through my whole savings. It made him $200. And that's why he started Patreon. And so, again... I want to make sure you're going in with your eyes open because I see I went over to Graftrion and I saw where one of the top podcasters is a podcast and they just started two months ago and it's called Deep Fried Fat Podcast. And I was like, wow, they started in January 2018. They already have over 500 patrons. And then I looked at their account. They also have 24,000 YouTube subscribers. So let's do the math on that, shall we? They have 500 patrons. We divide that by 24,000, and that equals, you guessed it, 2%. Again, not here to poo-poo your dreams, but just letting you know this is going to take some work. And so how do you do this? Well, number one, let's look at the very first word of this. It is crowdfunding. So the first thing you need is a crowd. So many people start a podcast and they're focused on the money. And I understand that. Who doesn't want money? Uh, But don't forget crowdfunding, again, starts with the word crowd. So step one is to create a crowd. Create your audience. You monetize your audience. And in the world of AM, FM, CD, Spotify, Netflix, HBO, cable TV, satellite radio, et cetera, et cetera, you need content that inspires people to tell their friends. And you do that by making people laugh, cry, think, groan, learn, or in some cases, you're just a pleasant distraction. Entertainment is a pleasant distraction. And if you can educate them while you make them laugh, that's a win. If you deliver content that they can't get anyplace else, that's a win. If you make them think while you make them laugh or while they cry, That's a win-win. So my biggest takeaway from this is you're not going to create what Michael Hyatt, one of my favorite authors, calls wow content. That content that go, I cannot wait to talk to so-and-so about this. You're not going to make that kind of content by turning on a microphone and winging it unless you are just insanely talented. And so speaking of the T word, uh, it does help if you have some talent. 
And if you're talented, it is. It's much easier to grow an audience. So in a nutshell, what do you need? You need good information. If you can make it entertaining, that's better. You need quality production. And this is, again, where some people, there's a, a fine little balance here. You can't use the microphone from the Rockstar game, but this also doesn't mean you need to spend $2,000 on production. I can usually get you started in a podcast for about 300 bucks. And then the other thing you need besides good information, entertainment, and quality production is time. There is a book called Beyond Powerful Radio. And in it, Valerie Geller, who is a radio guru, talks about how long does it take like a morning show to develop an audience? And the answer is uh, years. And nobody wants to hear that. And I recently started noticing a pattern. Natalie Ekdahl does uh, the Biz Chicks podcast. It's a really good podcast. I love it. It's uh, kind of entrepreneurial for women. And she really just started crushing it. She's doing webinars. She's doing masterminds. She's doing live events now. Darren Dake started out uh, making close to six figures. And he's doing online courses about death scene investigation because that's his background. Uh, Jeff Sanders is a person I just interviewed. And he's now selling more and more books And I noticed a pattern through all three of these. And what is it? Yeah, I've already given you the answer. Years. Natalie's about three years in. Darren's about three years in. And Jeff is catching up on them. And Jeff has an online course. And now you might say, but wait, Dave, what about John Lee Dumas? Now, if you've never heard of John Lee Dumas, John Lee Dumas does the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast. He does it every day. It's a daily podcast. And It's a very entertaining podcast and it's just John Lee Dumas is a, he's a a dynamo. And if you take John's daily show for six months is how long it took him to get his first sponsor. Well, that's 180 episodes. Let's just keep the math easy. 30 days in a month times six, 180 episodes. Now you're not going to do a daily show because well, you've got a spouse and kids and a job and who knows what else. So, You're going to do a a weekly show. And how long does it take you to get to John's 180 episodes? You guessed it. 3.5 years. Now, does this mean that everyone should start a daily show? No. In fact, when John was really first out of the gate, a lot of people tried to mimic his kind of formula. And it didn't work. You know why? Because you're never going to out John Lee Dumas, John Lee Dumas. Why? Because it comes to him naturally. And John is one of the most organized, disciplined, and charismatic people I know. I'm lucky enough to consider him a friend. And I did. I see a lot of people try to copy his formula. And that's like saying, hey, the Beatles are popular. I know. Let's put on some suits and cut our hair. And then go, well, wait a minute. Why aren't we as popular as the Beatles? It just doesn't work that way. And remember, podcasting more or less is the entertainment industry. So. Keep that in mind. Being John Lee Dumas comes to him naturally. And again, also, if you have a job, spouse, kids, you're not going to be able to do a daily show and deliver good content. Another key point, again, it's always about value, unless you're some sort of superhero. The other thing you have to keep in mind when it comes to crowdfunding, let's say you have a Patreon account, is even though some people choose to use crowdfunding over sponsorship, you still need to treat it like a sponsor and mention it in every episode. If you don't mention how to support you, your audience won't be able to do it. I know that's kind of a duh kind of statement, but it's true. 
And you also have to be careful with your wording. I've seen people do this on Patreon. Well, they say things like, hey, if we can get up to X amount of money per month, we can kill the sponsors. Well, I'm pretty sure on this one, I don't think the sponsors like being viewed as the villain. Like, ah, these stupid sponsors are just, ah. So, and, and realize the other part of that is getting rid of the sponsor just means you're still going to be using the sponsor of you talking about your crowdfunding. So as we kind of wrap this up, this is another way that you can earn money, but it's not the only way. And there are people like Glenn Hebert from the Horse Radio Network who have sponsors, but they also have crowdfunding because there are some people that just want another way to support you. Just keep in mind, the first part of crowdfunding is getting a crowd and just delivering so much value that they feel guilty for not supporting you. And let me give you a story of this. When I was 16, I worked in a grocery store and one of the top employees there was Jeff. Now, Jeff was older than I was. He was probably 20, maybe 21. I was probably 16. And I remember I was walking down an aisle with Jeff and there was a customer there shopping. And Jeff walked up to this woman and said, hey, how's it going? Good to see you. And she looked at him and said, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. I forget your name. She thought that Jeff was somebody like maybe she went to school with or that somehow Jeff knew her and she felt like, oh, my gosh, this is this is an imbalance. The way this person is greeting me, I must have known him somehow before. And the bottom line was, uh, no, she didn't. Jeff was just that friendly. Well, you have to deliver so much value that your audience feels guilty for not supporting you. And that takes time, that takes effort, and that takes dedication. So who found that useful? I want to thank you so much for listening today. I hope you found today's episode useful. If you're interested in starting a podcast, come visit me over at schoolofpodcasting.com. If you're not new to podcasting, well, then come buy the book, More Podcast Money, at our website, morepodcastmoney.com, or just do a search at Amazon for More Podcast Money. This is Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting asking you, who could use some more money? This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time. Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course. And it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book. And you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books. And then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, it's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for, absolutely free, and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas. 
and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course. But there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on and it's happening very, very soon. March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. I can't wait to see you there.